I must find some way to make sure Christmas doesn't come. Second week of Connection at the Movies, and we see, listen, according to the statistic that I looked at, the highest grossing holiday movie of all time. This original movie was written, and then it was, it was put on screen in 1966. People my generation, I grew up watching this movie, but when 2000 came around, this really funny dude named Jim Carrey redid it. What if I told you this number? That movie has grossed $345 million. I talked to a guy this morning, and I said, you know what, I just bought that video for my girls because I realized that we had it on VHS, and we didn't have it on DVD, and we don't have a VHS player anymore. He goes, I did the same thing. Found it in the $5 bin at Walmart. If you find that movie for $5, it's a steal. Okay? It's a steal. Everybody needs, everybody needs to watch The Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Now, whenever I was younger, I honestly thought, honest to goodness, that movie was like two hours long. It's like 24 minutes. Okay, we're, we're going to watch some other clips of it during the movie, but during the service this morning, but I want to... I want to take a little bit of time. If you have your green, get it? Green? (sighs) Okay. I gave you a little bit too many hints this morning. You open it up and you can can see the title of the message. It says, Stop That Grinch. This is not a sermon where you look left or right to your mate and say, Oh, this is you. (laughs) Okay, we're not talking about the Grinch as a person. We're talking about the Grinch of misery this morning. Now, this is a holiday season. Man, we're, we're less than two weeks away from Christmas. Everybody's in a good mood. Listen, I was, at, I was at the mall yesterday watching some people from our church that have the Santa Claus booth. And I talked to, I talked to the man at about 6 o'clock, 6.30, and he said, Matt, this is the first time all day that I haven't had people in line. Just busy. Joy. Now, now the kids sitting on Santa's lap, not so much joy sometimes. Because I've got two kids. One of them loves Santa Claus. The other one, not so much. Okay, so we talk about the Grinch. We talk about, we talk about this movie that we all like to watch. If I could have went up here and had this screen on and said, we're going to watch a movie. And all I would have had to say is, you're a mean one. And you guys would all said, see, you guys are good. I'm glad that you guys are here this morning because you know the Grinch. You know the character of the Grinch. You know his characteristics. Now this morning, we're going to jump into... The characteristics of the Grinch possibly being portrayed in us or people around us. Now, we don't like to talk about this because this is when it gets touchy-feely inside and it's all, oh, oh wow, I don't need to fix this. I don't need, it's holidays. We don't need to worry about this. For some people, the holidays are the most lonely time of year. Some people don't have a lot at home. Some people have a broken relationship. And I'm telling you, if you have that situation this morning, please listen to everything that I say. Because there are, there are keys to success to get out of that trap. I feel alone. I'm all alone. It can't get any worse than this. Before we get into this, I'd like to pray for us. If you would just bow your head. God, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you that we're allowed to come here and play songs. That we're allowed to worship you, God. Wow. <laughs> How you love us. I'm just mesmerized and blown away by that. That line, how you love me, I have no idea why. But the fact that you do, because it's promising your word, you do. God, I just want to say thanks. And I'm joined in prayer this morning with other people in this church that are probably echoing that. Thank you, God. This morning, let us realize that there are attributes of our attitude. There's different things that are going on with our life that maybe we need to fix. Maybe there are traits that have been there a long time. God, help us to just get what you have for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Now this morning we're going to look at something. uh, I don't have allergies right now. A little bit. But I'm getting ready to pronounce a word that some of you may have never heard before. Habakkuk. I didn't say tobacco. I said Habakkuk. Habakkuk is a prophet in the Old Testament. Okay, so here's, here's the easiest way to find Habakkuk. It's like three pages long. Turn to the table of contents. Okay, because every little minor prophet on the left or on the right is about three pages long. So when you get to that section, 
You know what, just don't go to that section. Go to the table of contents. Look up Habakkuk. It's in the Old Testament. And we're going to begin in chapter 3 in just a little bit. But if you have your worship handout, please check it out on the side. Yes, it is, is it, it is an acrostic. It does say Mary down the side. I promise that might be the only saddleback thing we try to do today. Yeah, yeah, acrostics are big, big things out there. But here's the deal. We're looking at the Grinch as a cartoon. And we love to watch that movie, don't we? I love to sit down. Last night I got a chance to sit down with my daughters a little bit, and we got one of the coolest Christmas collections of all time. There's a, they sell them as a set now. I highly suggest you get them. But it has Tim Allen, Santa Claus, one, two, and three in one package. It's like the greatest thing ever. Okay? If you want to see some incriminating pictures, um, I was told that I look like Tim Allen this week uh, because we had a senior citizen's day at school, and I dyed everything white, what I have here, and then I dyed my beard white. I have some pictures for you, but they won't get out. I'll just let them show you, and I'll delete them on my phone so they don't get out. But the actions of the Grinch, listen, the actions of the Grinch can be very, very real. How? I love Christmas. I love giving presents and getting, and getting presents and all this stuff, and I don't have a problem. See, in the, in the movie, The Grinch, I am going to spoil this one a little bit, so if you haven't seen it, you can watch it. It's only 24 minutes long. But The Grinch, in the middle of the movie, goes and does what? He steals what? Everything. Everything from The Who's. H-O-O-S, the Who's, and they live in Whoville. And the Grinch steals everything. What he's trying to do is he's trying to steal. Now watch, the Grinch of misery in our life, this is exactly what he wants to do. Okay, so you can call him, you can call it Satan. Sometimes it's just our bad attitude that just knocks our sense of holiday cheer out the window. Okay, my last name is Griswold, so obviously I get this a lot. It was like Chevy Chase in the scene that would probably not show at church. But he, he, wants, to, he wants to talk to his, his boss, Mr. Shirley, okay, and tell him all this stuff. And like I'm brought right here from his thing on Melody Lane. And we, and we, we let one little thing just, just take us in a tangent away from what we should. I listened to a six-year-old last night. Listen to me. I love being around kids at Christmas because sometimes it's really easy for me and as an adult to just, Christmas is Christmas, okay. I listened to a little girl last night in my house. I just so happened to be related to her and I couldn't be prouder. Because she prayed before we all went to bed and this is what I heard out of her mouth. God, help us remember that Jesus is what we celebrate at Christmas. If you're a parent and you hear that out of your kid's mouth, listen, this, this is the attitude that I need to have, but I don't always have it. You, you ever had those moments? Your printer doesn't work. Your car doesn't start. We're just going to go back to this again. The train. Ah. See, the, the, some people, you know, they think that the trains are the Grinches. But the Grinch in the movie comes down to Whoville to destroy all the happy holiday experience. How about this one? For you, I like cold weather. I'm sorry it comes with a little bit of different consequences. How about this? How about, how about this Grinch of misery? Frozen water lines, families, families arguing, kids misbehaving, traffic, dealing with the long lines at stores around the holidays, traffic jams, wrecks. I, had, I witnessed a wreck last night. I was right behind in Milltown. I witnessed a wreck last night. And I, I, I was there for an hour and a half so I could get my... Statement and my license and all this stuff. And I give them my... But all of these things can just be misery. I, I walked up to the lady and made sure both vehicles are okay. She steps out of her vehicle. Watch this. She said, I'm okay. And it was the other person's fault completely. She goes, I'm okay. Check on him. I checked on him. He was okay. I walked back to this lady and she goes, you know what? I'm just glad everybody's okay. We both have insurance and this is just stuff. She could have been on the other side of crazy mad because it was not her fault at all. Maybe we let all this stuff just go inside us. Can I be honest with you this morning? There was something that went wrong at my house this morning that I thought should just go right. And it didn't. But I know that doesn't happen in your house, so just bear with me. And I, I, I felt, I'm like, ooh, I just wanted to work. I just wanted to do it. I just wanted to go. 
And it won't. It won't go. And that Grinch came in, and he's like, oh, hello. You know, I like the Jim Carrey, the thing, I wish I had the, some gloves. And he, mm. But that guy, that Grinch, that misery, that feeling comes inside of me. He's like, you know what? You should just blow up and let it go. Just let it go. Just let them have it. Throw something. Hit something. In this life, you can become two things. And I've mentioned this before. This is a big deal. We have, new, we have some new people that are coming and, and they're visiting. And some people may not have heard some of this stuff. So I'm going to repeat this. If you've heard it, okay. You can either become two things in life. If something happens to you, you can either become bitter or you can become better. That lady last night had an accident. It, it totaled her car. I guarantee you. 180,000 miles on her vehicle, busted radiator, messed up the transmission a little bit. Okay, She could become bitter or better. She got out of the vehicle and she said, I'm just glad everybody's okay. Instantly took that step over here to say, I'm going to be better. I'm reminded of a story of a guy. And a guy, he owned the middle. The middle remember all, all the downtowns used to have the shops. And he owned the primo prime real estate. Right in the middle was his shop. And there were five or six other buildings on each side, but he had the one in the middle. And there was a gigantic company that came into town and was started buying up this one and this one and this one and this one and skipped him because he wouldn't sell and bought this one and this one and this one. And they had the whole block. They owned the whole entire block except his store. And he knew that he had to think about something, otherwise it was just going to be a matter of time before his business was going to go out of business. So he's in the middle, and he comes to work one day, and he looks in, in front of his building, and there's just a blank space. And on either side, these six buildings here and these six buildings here, completely renovated, brand new stuff, grand opening, huge posters on both sides, grand opening. So the man thought, he says, I'm not going to be bitter about this. I'm going to be better about this. I'm going to have a good attitude. So he walks into his into his business, he makes a great big sign. And he walks out where it says, grand opening and grand opening on the other stores. And right above his, he put, main entrance. <laughs> See? <laughs> Sometimes when we think it's all negative, all negative, all negative, all negative, we still have to remember that we still have to have the hope that we're followers of Christ, and that He never leaves us. You guys have been there. You've walked down the roads that I've walked. You understand what it's like to be alone. You understand what it's like to be that store owner. And you know what the Grinch looks like. This morning, if you have your Bibles with me, you turn to Habakkuk chapter 3. Habakkuk is in the Old Testament. How about this? If you want to try to find it, you're going to find things like Micah, Nahum, Zephaniah, and Haggai. What? <laughs> yeah, they're in there promise. Just look at your table of contents about Habakkuk. This book was written set, uh, six, 600 years before the birth of Christ. Now, I want, I, want, I, want, I want to show you something. Everything that we read in the Old Testament does absolutely nothing but point straight to the coming Messiah, Jesus Christ. It's all it does. It's all it does. And Habakkuk enters this. The book was written by a man. Habakkuk, he was a minor prophet, and he said this. He was a man who sought to see bitter or better instead of bitter. He said, I want to know answers. I know that there are tough times, but I want to know the truth. I want to know that God, what God has for me, I want, I want to do this. So Habakkuk saw a world around him in trouble. When's the last time that you had that mindset? If you're a follower of Christ, when is the last time that you realize that the world around you doesn't have any hope that you have? When is the last time Connection seeks to be that hope. Yesterday we had that opportunity. One of the most, one of the most unbelievably attended community leavens I've ever seen. We showed up. There were so many people that we got one gift card apiece. It was awesome. You know why? Because it wasn't a time restraint. Listen, this is a big deal. My wife and I and my girls, we gave away our cards. And we were leaving in 20 minutes. Now I want to show you this. Being a blessing to somebody does not take your whole day. Being a blessing to someone can take three seconds or half an hour. I walked up to a gentleman. If you're in the mall and you like art, this guy will blow your mind. 
with magic marker and white canvas alone. He's drawing this stuff. And I said, hey, what are you drawing? And I was intrigued when he said this. I'm a Star Wars fan. And he said, I'm getting ready to draw Darth Vader's face. With a mask. Okay, this is a very intricate drawing. And I watched him do it, and it took less than six minutes. It's unbelievable. And I talked to this man. I said, I said do you have plans for lunch? He goes, I'm sure you can grab something here close. And I had a steak and shake. <laughs> I had a steak and shake gift card with me. And I said, hey, I said, how about you let my church buy your lunch today? And the guy goes, what? I said, there's probably enough on here that if you, that if you don't eat everything that you possibly can, you can take somebody with you. It's for 20 bucks. It's, are you serious? Are you, are you serious is what he said. Listen, listen. He was emotional. He said, I become a Christian in 1996. I went to a retreat. He goes, I was, he goes, I, I, was, I, I was a big basketball coach. And he said, I got saved in the middle of a basketball court. I got saved in the middle of a basketball court. And he said, you know, I think God is trying to remind me that I need to keep on doing what I'm supposed to do. And you guys reminded me of that today. We handed one to another girl and she said, this, wouldn't this world be a better place if more people did this? I said, yeah, we're just trying. Yeah, it would be. Hmm. But Habakkuk saw a world around him that was in trouble. And his heart hurt. I walked around the mall yesterday and I just saw people. You see them? Do you see them like I see them? They don't have hope. I'm like, man, I know exactly what that person is going through right now. I see the hurt in their face. Even when the hardest things hit Habakkuk and the country that he lived in. Watch what he tells the people throughout the book. If you're with me, look at the screen. If you have your Bibles, here we go. Chapter 3, verse 17. Even though the fig trees have no blossoms and there are no grapes on the vines, even though the olive crop fails and the fields lie empty and barren, even though the flock... Flocks die in the fields, and the cattle barns are empty. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Let me tell you what this means in His present day. No crops, no animals, barren fields. Means no money. No food. No hope. But look at verse 18. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he wrote this. But I don't know that he recited this quietly. Have you been with them? Watch. Watch. <sighs> Flooded pipes. My car broke down. I don't know if I'm going to have enough money for Christmas. Blah, 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 blah. Negative, negative. Grinch, 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 Grinch. And then you stop and realize how, how well taken care of you are. And you say, you know what? I'm, I can be bitter about this or I can be better about this. And I'll rejoice in the Lord. Have you said that? Do you know what that means? I have hope. Without fields, without cattle, without things, Habakkuk's brothers and sisters in that land had no hope. And Habakkuk came to them and said, whoa, 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 watch this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check out verse 18, people. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God of my salvation. Habakkuk did not let the Grinch of misery destroy his faith in God. Now, sometimes that can affect us. We let that Grinch of depression, of misery, of blah in our life, and we don't want to seek this. I'm tired of everybody being happy around me. If my wife would just listen to me and do what I want, then we wouldn't have a problem. If my kids would just do what, we, that I, what I said, we, I wouldn't have to get angry. See, we allow that in our life, and it's all this stuff and stuff and stuff. But Habakkuk realized... He understood. Think about it. What if you lost your job? What if the money was gone? What if you had trouble with your family? There's some people in here probably right now in a crowd this big, and we live life together, that have probably have some kind of dis disgruntled relationship with somebody in their family. It's just going to happen. Tis the season to make it better. Forgive and forget. Let it go. I promise I won't get into Frozen, but let it go. Let it go. 
That's something that I have a lot of trouble with sometimes. Because if the, it's, now listen, I'm with you, because if, if it's something that somebody has just slid in, just right here, in that soft spot between your ribs, and they just, mmm, it's hard to let that go. Because you can remember how bad it hurt. But it's not your job to dwell on it, it's your job to let it go. And it's your job to glorify God. If you have your worship handout, check out the first, the first blank. We need to turn our negativity around. We have to modify our mood. Here we go. The Grinch of Misery will try and steal your song. I'm going to tell you something this morning that, that you probably, some of you do not want to hear, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking it up with me. I get my sermons from God. Okay. <laughs> he says this, don't be a slave to your mood. When God had me write these words, guess who he was talking to first? Don't be a slave to your mood, man. I don't care what kind of mood you woke up in. Listen, you're going to be, you are my child, and today you're going to live like my child. Kick the Grinch out. Live for me, please. Don't be a slave to your mood, but, 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 but. Some of we would argue, but God gave us these emotions. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Don't ignore your feelings. Ignoring your feelings means that you bottle it up, and it becomes inside, and you become like a pressure cooker, and... You know, the Lord may help everybody that's around you when it blows. Okay? Don't bottle it up. Don't ignore your feelings. But some of you ask, how, how do I be honest with my feelings, but not let them run my life 24 hours a day? Here's my advice. If you have a pen and you want to write this down, it's not on, it's not on here, but if, here you go. It's okay to go to the pity party, just know when to leave. It's okay to go to the pity party, just know when to leave. Listen, I've been there. You get your feelings hurt. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. And there comes a time. Oh, it's time to leave. It's okay to go to the pity party, but know when to leave. Matt, so you're, some of you are talking. Matt, uh, how do you get over this stuff? How do you, how do you get over this stuff? How, how, do you, how 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 do you get over this? It's okay to go to the pity party, but know when to leave. How do you leave the party? For me, it's one thing. How about this? It's music. Listen, I don't care if you listen to the Gaithers, the Sons of the Father, Jesus Culture, Red Plum. Some of you have no idea who these are. They're on the other end from Gaithers, okay? I don't care what genre that you like. I don't care what you prefer. How about this? Listen to something that has uplifting lyrics about our Heavenly Father in them. Man, there are some days that I go into my little room my little man cave in my house. And some days it's this. Some days it's the acoustic guitar and, I'm, and it's just a, a, a worship cool time. There are other times that it might start on the electric and loud. See, music. Music. Put the joy back. If you like the Gaithers or Hillsong, Jesus Culture or Sons of the Father, Father just make sure it glorifies God. We don't ever have that opportunity. Every week, Jack leads this band and offers an opportunity. If it's not your style, okay. The lyrics. How about, when's the last time that you dwelt on the line, how he loves me? How he loves, what has he done for me? What does he do for me? He loves me. No matter our mood, we can let the music affect us. Now the Grinch of Misery, however, now watch, 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 watch. The Grinch of Misery has one goal in mind. And he wants to steal your song. Watch this.
And I don't know the lyrics that the that the Who's are singing, Abu Dhabi, whatever. <laughs> but the point of that is that the Grinch got a wonderful, awful idea. He comes to wreck the party. He's the host of the pity party. See, it's okay to do with your feelings and go to the party. Just know when to leave. The Grinch of misery just wants to spoil and ruin, and we must remember that all we got to do is sing. Check out Ephesians five nineteen. On the screen. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Do you have a favorite, you have a favorite song? Okay, we're going to go to the, to the genre of Christian, a.k.a. Christian lyric songs. Do you have a favorite one? I mean, that song, listen, that song that comes on and I don't care what you've come through that day when you hear that song, Wow. Wow. See, Paul is writing the church in Ephesus and he says, listen, sing psalms and hymns and spiritual stuff with your friends. Sing. Do you have a song that will get your mind back on God? When we go through that Grinch-infested time, we must remember the next blank on your worship map. That we need to enlist God's help. Well, I can do it on my own. Really, how's, how far has that gotten you? I don't need God's help. Listen, I'm telling you right now, Habakkuk knew that he needed God's help. He knew that he had to hope in God. He knew that he had to hope because there's some that don't and can't. God may not change your circumstance. I'm sorry. I'm not going to stand up here in front of you and say, God is going to deliver you from absolutely every single ounce of stress in your life. He's not going to do it. Well, why not? Because when we walk through these times and we have to trust Him, is when He grows you. And if He doesn't grow you, God becomes a genie and it's just granting wishes and you don't ever grow. You don't ever, if you're a fish, you don't ever grow from this big. God desires you to be this big, but you never leave this size because you don't have to do anything. God wants you, He wants you to flex your spiritual muscles. He wants you to learn. We can't do it on our own. Man, we try. Oh my. Don't we? Do you try? You try on your own? It works. No. It doesn't work. Look at Habakkuk 3.19 on the screen. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes me as sure-footed as a deer, able to tread upon the heights. Anybody ever watched like a Discovery Channel or a hunting show and they're in Alaska, and they're hunting these little white things called doll sheep. Anybody know what a doll sheep is? Okay, and they, they, live, <laughs> they live in parts of the world that are shaped like this. And they're not intended for any human on earth to ever go there. But that's where they live. And these, it, I do not understand, but these sheep have these little bitty hooves, and they just fly up these sheer rock cliffs. I have no idea. No idea how. That's why they're so hard to hunt. you got to get to pieces of the world that looks like this. But going through life, would you not want to do that? Would you not want to... If you were in Connect Group this week, we talked about this. We talked about this right here. I remember my grandpa, my dad, my, my father figures in my life, I would go hunting with them. Okay? We're not going to talk about hunting, I'm talking about footsteps. And my grandpa was a, was a big guy, and he would, and he would walk, I felt that his, his steps were like this wide whenever I was a little kid. So when I was a little kid and I was following, we'd be rabbit hunting. We would like to rabbit hunt in the snow. Now, you know how good a four or five or six-year-old deals with snow. Not well. So I had to find a way <clears throat> that I could get through it. Because I wasn't getting left at home. That was not an option. I was going. Okay? Frostbite or no frostbite, I was going. Now, my grandpa would take these steps like this. 
Now, why on earth would I, as a little kid, try to pick up my boots and stretch as far as my grandpa stepped to put my foot where he did? Because I knew it was safe. Listen, if you're in Connect Group this week, we talked about that. Because I knew it was safe. It's the same thing with God. It's the same thing as being sure-footed. God says, I want to show you the way. You walk on my path, and I'm going to show you what it's like to understand, to be sure that wherever you step, it's going to be good. You're going to follow me wherever you go. While we go through times of hardship and struggle, we have to know one thing. God never, ever, 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 ever leaves us. We don't want to think that because no, 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 no. God, I feel so alone. You're not even here. You don't even hear me when I answer. Let me tell you something. You know what the blank page means in between the Old Testament and the New Testament? Listen to this. If you've ever felt alone, listen to me right now. You know what the blank page is in between the Old Testament and the New Testament? It's meant to represent silence because for over 400 years, God did not speak to the people. You want to talk about lonely? 400 years. We've been lonely. We know what that feels like. We have to be honest with God. Tell Him. Look at what Isaiah said, chapter 40. Some of my favorite verses in the whole entire Bible. Isaiah said, He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But watch this. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I don't know about you, but there are some days that I just don't feel like this. But if we remember during those times that God said, I designed this relationship for me to give you the strength, then ask for it. But sometimes that Grinch likes to follow us and he likes to sneak in and he slips in and we start thinking about negative things again. And how perfect, what, how perfect life used to be. You know what they talked about in the good old days? The good old days. One more time. Do you know what they talked about in the good old days? The good old days. See, we think we had it so much better back then. And those people during that time thought the same exact thing. Going all the way back to these times. You can't compare your now to your past because this connection will stand beside this. We have people that ask me all the time, would you ever let me into your church? I've done this, 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 I've done this. And I look at them with as much love as I can muster in my eyes, and I look at them and I say, you at our church and in God's eyes are not defined by your past. You're not. Because that's where grace comes in. Forgiveness. The Grinch wants to say, oh no, you would never fit in. Really. If you feel that way, you come and talk to me. I'll point you in the direction of someone that you can talk to about where they've been and where they are now. When the Grinch went down to Whoville, he stole everything except one thing. Oh, did you know that? He stole everything except one thing. Because he can't steal their song. He, can't, he, can't, he couldn't steal it. It was theirs. He couldn't take it. He couldn't, he couldn't intrude into their lives because they knew, watch, the Who's knew the real meaning of Christmas. They knew how to love. They knew how to be next to one another. And he couldn't take it. <laughs> they didn't have anything. Look at 1 Thessalonians. No, I'm sorry. Worship handout. Look at your worship handout. I'm sorry. I forgot the R. My fault. R. We have to resist comparing your now to your past. This is what we talked about. Resist, resist that thinking. Man, it was so much better when I was a little kid. Really? You couldn't drive? <laughs> maybe, maybe a little less stress, okay. But some people think about their childhood and they don't want to ever go back. I've, I've told some of you if, you, if you put $100 bills stacked completely full in this entire room and told me that I could take it and I could go back and be a freshman and live freshman, sophomore, junior year in high school, if you offered me that money to go back, I wouldn't take it. You could stack this whole room in front of $100 bills. I would never take it. Because me in high school didn't get along. I hated it. Hated going to school. I, I was good at school, 
But I did not like going because those people that were put in my path at school were not okay to me. There was a lot of hurt that I had to let grow, that I had to let go of. We can't compare your now to your past. Look at First Thessalonians five sixteen. Look what Paul says: Always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. There was a guy named Charles Darrow. Anybody know Charles Darrow? If you do, please don't spoil the story. You know who Charles Darrow is? Okay, now watch this. Charles Darrow was a very, 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 very poor individual. Very poor. So poor that him and his wife, now watch, he could, he could be bitter about this or he could be better. Now please, please. He could be bitter or he could be better. Charles Darrow was a very, very poor man. He and his wife were extremely poor. But they sought to do the good things in life and to enjoy even if it's all they had, each other. They were going to enjoy each other. And one of the things they liked to do, they made up this, this little game. They'd sit at the table and they'd play this game. And they, could, they would just envision on being rich. And Charles started carving these little, these, little, these little toys out of wood because they didn't have money. And Charles began carving the, carving the wooden pieces and they began just adding on to the game and adding on to the game and adding on to the game. And they could have got bitter or better about their circumstances, but they would play this game on, on a regular basis. And Charles Darrow became the very first person to get a million dollars from Parker Brothers for the game Monopoly. He could have got bitter or better. And he just chose to be hang out with his wife. Most of the cool inventions like that happen on accident. He, but he sought to be, watch, he took the right road. He said, I'm just going to be better. I'm going to enjoy the good things in my life. I'm going to sit down and play a game with my wife. And they just snowballed. In the hard times, we have to have hope. Habakkuk was with, he was just like Charles. He said, he said, oh man, I'm so poor, I don't have any money. We don't have any cows, Habakkuk would say. We don't have any cows, we don't have this, we don't have this, we don't have this. But they can't steal what I have in God. They can't take it. The Grinch can take a lot of stuff, but he cannot affect me. My attitude, if it's on God, he cannot take Oh, he can try to affect it, but he cannot take it. Mm. In hard times, we have to have hope. We have to keep the Grinch of misery away. Watch this. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch with his great teeth, ice cold in the snow, stood passing and out going 
without purpose. It came without plan. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. Puzzled and puzzled, puzzled and sore, Santa Griggs thought of something he hadn't before. Maybe Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. When we sing the right song, watch this. When we sing the right song, when we sing the right song, we affect people. Regardless if you sing a song or not, you affect people, good or bad. But when you sing the right song to the Who's, they had no presents, no boxes or bags, no trees, no lights, no meal. They, the Grinch had stolen everything. And he put it, all he wanted to hear was, oh, keep complaining, keep complaining, and all he heard was joy. All he heard was singing. See, when we sing the right song, we can affect people. Look at your worship handout. Look at the R. Reach out and touch someone. Yesterday we sought to do a community loving, and it was awesome. It was, I don't ever get, it doesn't ever get old to me to do this. Some of you say, well, you don't ever have them on days that I can do them. Here's the deal. Or, you know, I'm never able to come to town and do it. Here, watch, 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 watch. My daughter asked yesterday. She was disappointed after we, give, we had given one away. And I said, Emma, what's wrong? And she said, basically just this, that it didn't go how she thought it was going to go. She's like, that lady didn't even seem happy. I said, it's okay. I said, she, and, she, and she, she goes, I just really wanted to give it to a little girl. Well, we were giving away big lots cards. I didn't want it to get lost. So we gave it to an adult. But I said, Emma, what can you do for a little girl? Now, why, I'm telling you, this is not, this is in us. Listen to sing the right song. Watch. I said, Emma, what can you do? She goes, you know, I've got a couple toys I don't play with anymore. Maybe I can give them away. I've got, she even goes this far. She goes, I think I have a little bit of money. I may be able to go buy something and give it away. You understand what it means to sing the right song? Some of the people in the mall yesterday found out what it's like when a whole bunch of people sang the right song at the same time. I've had my meal paid for at a restaurant before, and I had no idea who'd done it. It was in a drive-thru. I can't wait to do that again. I can't do that every day. Maybe you can't do that every day. Maybe once a month. Mary and I put special money in our budget that we try to do that with. It doesn't have to be a community loving. Because when you sing the right song, you can reach out and touch someone. When you sing the right song, it can turn bitter into better. Watch this. <laughs> what happened then? Well, the whole thing they say that the patient's small farm grew three sizes better. And then the true meanings of Christmas came true, and the great found the strength of Will always be just as long as we have been. Well, 
welcome Christmas while we stand, heart to heart, hand to hand. Christmas will last as long as we have we, and two hands to clasp. See, when we sing the right song, some, some of you know, <laughs> we're not going to name names, but some of you know, maybe some of this is you. You know and understand that there was a time in your life where you were pretty green. You're pretty sharp. You're pretty cold. You're pretty edgy. You're pretty not sociable, not loving, not doing what God wanted you to do. And there was that person or persons that sang the right song. They had sang the right song. For the Grinch, I'll let you find out. We're not going to watch that part. But for the Grinch, it was a little bitty girl named Cindy Lou Who. Who initiated that spark. See what I could tell Emma yesterday is. She goes that lady didn't smile. I thought she'd be happy. And I said Emma. It's sad. But we probably surprised that lady. And given her that. She didn't know how to react. She didn't know what to do. But I imagine when she got home or she's standing in line with that gift cards too, she's probably going to smile. Oh, that'd be fun. That's what she said. But it starts to cure the loneliness and the Grinch of miseries. Your last thing on your message worship handout says this. The why. You don't need to stay alone. God uses people when we feel lonely or downcast. God uses people. I don't have the money. I don't have the house. I don't have the car. I don't have this. I don't have this. I don't have this. Congratulations. You're living. Just like Frosty last week. I'm a living. You're alive. God can use you to affect someone else. Some of you have those stories. Some of you have that exciting story that you said, man, I did this and it was not comfortable, but it was what God wanted me to do. And when I met the need of that person, wow, you should see that person today. Not because of what you did. Because what God can do. I have those people in my life. Those people in my life that I could literally look back five, six, seven years, the beginning of connection and where they are today. Wow. Wow. There are people that five or six, seven years ago couldn't, wouldn't even speak the word leader. And now they do this. And now they do this. Or they do this and they do this. You don't need to stay alone. As long as we have we. We have we. You have me, I have you. As long as we have we. God uses people when we feel lonely or downcast. Cindy Lou Who was used. Cindy Lou Who. Little bitty Cindy Lou Who. Great big blue eyes, blonde hair. You know what she looks like. She comes out. Why are you stealing our stuff? I don't do impersonations for many, so it's okay. (laughs) My question and my challenge to you is this. Will you be that person? Do you understand what putting joy in someone's life is? Will you be that person? I'm not asking you to put money into somebody's life. I'm asking you to put maybe time. Maybe a word of encouragement. Maybe an email or a text message or a Facebook message or a tweet or something. Look at 2 Corinthians. I will show you how how important people are. Paul's writing here. He says, in seventh chapter and verse five, when we arrived in Macedonia, there was no rest for us. We faced conflict from every direction. Listen, they did not face conflict. They often faced death. Paul was beaten several times. This is not anything that you and I go through. But he says this: when we arrived there, there was no rest. We faced conflict from every direction, with battles on the outside and fear on the inside. Imagine what it was like. You have to face a physical battle and inside you're just ripped up with fear. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this? I know I have to trust in God. We're talking about Paul. We're talking about Paul. One of the, probably the most influential missionary on the planet earth. And he's talking about having fear. He felt alone. Look at verse 6. But God, 
who encourages those who are discouraged, encouraged us by the arrival of Titus. A person. God uses people. And he says, oh, whew, whew. stand by me. I don't have to be as afraid. Have you been there? God uses people like that. Will you be Titus? Will you be that person that goes? It's a season, man. It's a season to, it's, this, is, this is a season where people will listen to you speak. Because it's hard for some. It's hard for some of us. God encouraged Paul through Titus. Will you be Titus this week? Because if you do, you just might stop the Grinch of misery in somebody's life when we reach out to love. This is the season to show your love. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much. We thank you, God, for the people of this church that give them themselves. And God, right now, I just want to tell you thank you. Because there was a person or persons in my life that gave of themselves to tell me about you. There were people in my life, God, that you put there that came alongside me in my dark times. And I just want to thank you. And God, help us as a, as a, as a building full of people that we can go out to this world and we can be that Titus. We can be that person. We can be that friend. God, we love you. We thank you. In all things, God, we give thanks. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for the grace that he gives us through his death. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.